0: Namaste and welcome to our continuing series in savagery savagery is the message with our beloved alapai we're on page 642
1: and where shall i pick up for can you take it from the beginning if you like or I think a page behind. Yeah, maybe behind. Yeah, yes. yeah, that'd be better. Okay. Anywhere. Or probably, you know, death speaks later on. Any, anywhere you can take. Drifting seashore, like pictured fragments flee. this is 642 middle. Drifting seashore, so this describes it very well. But there's a period, that's
0: a semi, that's a…
1: Doesn't matter, yeah. Semicolon.
0: Drifting, she saw like pictured fragments flee Phantoms of human thought and baffled hopes The shapes of nature and the arts of man Philosophies and disciplines and laws and the dead spirit of old societies, constructions of the titan and the worm. As if lost remnants of forgotten light, before her mind there fled with trailing wings, dimmed revelations and delivering words, emptied of their mission and their strength to save, the messages of the evangelist gods, voices of prophets, scripts of vanishing creeds.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, this is the book of the double twilight and Savitri and death. They are having a dialogue. And… Uh, Savitri, as we know, is divine love, incarnate, divine word. She has come to create this world anew. And this world is still in the realm of death, which means under the grip of inconscient, ignorance, falsehood and consciousness. So death is not, uh, here is the representative of the inconscient. The mother speaks about it, that though in its origin it is inconscient, but in Savitri it is the inconscient represented by death. So all other falsehood, unconsciousness, suffering are all subordinated. So she says that um, uh, you know I want a new creation upon earth where at least uh, love should be allowed to reign. This is the whole story about love should reign where it is true, where it is beautiful. It should reign. But death says no way. Nothing can last here. This is the truth of life. This is the truth of creation. And then she says, no, this is not the truth of creation. She says, no, no, you are hallucinating. You are imagining a God who is the truth of creation. But truth is this that is happening here. And so they go debating and Savitri gives a number of examples and he gives another set of, you know, uh, logic theories because death is a graduate um, well, he's post, very strong. He's, postgraduate from I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to name and JNU and you know Harvard, <laughs> Harvard, and you know he a very qualified fellow. So he talks about whatever has happened till now. Now this is how the logic comes. He he speaks about whatever has happened till now. If you look at the logic of death, Savitri points that even in whatever has happened till now, you can see the breath of divinity. That's what, see, that famous Mm. passage, if in the meaningless void creation rose, all that comes in debate. You see a mystic slow transfiguration works, all our earth starts from the mud and climbs to the sky and love that was once an animal's wants and then a sweet madness in the rapturous heart and then an ardent comradeship in the mind, it goes still further and a lonely soul...
0: uh, Becomes omnipotent. Yes.
1: So, this is how it goes. And then it returns. That love returns and embraces all things in that state of oneness. So, she says, even now you can see that love is uh, the victor. But it's a slow process. So, death doesn't want to be convinced. So, in that process, first they go through the, the double twilight. So, first they go through that dream twilight of the ideal. So, it's like when the morning comes… So, twilight of the ideal, it's a realm of the gods. They are inspiring beautiful things. So, all of us, you know, when we are growing up, beautiful ideals, twilight of the ideal. But then comes the debate. So, debaters on one side is this ideal. On the other side, there are parents, society, sorry, you know, all this education. No, 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 all this ideal. Don't don't be a dreamer. Reality check. So, then uh, those who are rooted in, The ideal rooted with Savitri, open to her help, they say no, the ideal must be established upon earth. Now comes the dream twilight of the earthly real. All ideals must be tested here. So, this is the other twilight. So, you see, what is the earthly real? Light starts from there sun, dawn, beautiful. But as it comes towards evening twilight, it vanishes into night. This is the logic. So death says, look here, many people have come and gone. Typical argument. Sages, saints, avatars, what happened to them? Now people have already started this story. Mother has come, she has given a dream. So sometimes they start, you know, saying that, you know. Utopia, what was that? All kinds of books, you know. It better to have gone and all that. Not realizing that it's better to live for a utopia for an ideal, even if you knew that it is not going to suck, even if I am… Um, leave aside faith logic, then to live for, you know, what, what shall I say, those thrown away foodstuff… moments, stuff from, uh, moments, pleasures. It's worthwhile, life becomes so meaningful. I am for the moment leaving aside the idea of faith, aspiration, yoga, uh, the truth of supramental creation, conviction, experience, just leave aside. It's so beautiful to live for something so, so wonderful than to live for what? So I keep giving this logic that if not Sherabindos Yoga, I am now coming more directly, then what do you live for? Nirvana? Having some beautiful experience, joining a nice uh, spiritual club, paying some money, and say, ah, I feel so good. Or for, you know, having money and building a house, are these things worth living for? So, if at all there is anything worth living for, for the mighty spirit of man upon earth, it is something like transformation. Because after all, this is the ideal running through humanity. Wars have been fought, Trojan War. When all of them have come and declared their sides, whether we should fight or not. Then at the end, Priam calls Helen and asks her only one thing do you still love my son? he says yes he says then there will be what two two lines <laughs> his final decision so what is that ideal of love it doesn't matter they could have easily given away Helen so this is how human life advances now Trojan war is forgotten nobody dearly remembers but an ideal which has left its stamp on the memory of the race returns again and again Kurushetra is over nobody knows where you know Arjuna, Bhima all these Um, tremendous astra-shastra were there or not but the Gita is a living reality continues to inspire mankind so to live for an ideal so what is the highest ideal mankind has always wanted terrestrial perfection Savitri stands for that aspiration in man life should be perfect here And death is the great denial. It says, no, no, you can go. There is probably, you know, in the debate he says, maybe there is a God who is, you know, but he is a silent spectator. He has nothing to do with this world. God is there, world is here. Nothing you can do about it. But okay, maybe if you want to escape, escape. But don't talk about bringing Satyavan back to life. That's the argument. So this is how they go. Then finally, in the whole conversation, he says, you know, the gods, the twilight of the morning outbreak of the gods. So he says that that they have corrupted your mind and filled some ideal, but they don't ever come on earth. They feel nice thoughts in human beings. But at the looky what has happened here. So now he is showing she through a realm in earth where there is a memory, actually there is a realm like this, what is described here, where all the memories of the past are there. And Mother and Sri speak about it. And they knew all this very well, not by debate, but directly. When a movie was being shown, Mother suddenly said, but this is not how it happened. And when people ask, Mother, how do you know? Even about uh, that Lakshmi by Chandra she was present there. And you know, he said, Mother said, this is not how it happened. So, she was in partial incarnation, vibhuti of the Mother. So then the mother says that there is a place in the earth where all these memories are present in the subconscious realm. And if you know how to go there, you can dig out these memories. That experience is also described in detail and this is relevant to you know what we see in Savitri. Nature tells uh, the mother, now this is her experience which she describes in Agenda. The moment she goes for a new creation, there are thunders, lightnings, bombings. She actually sees bombings. And nature pulls her and brings her inside. She says, why are you trying this thing? See, there are such nice things in the past. I have often spoken about it, the pink bathtub. So it represents all these nice Vedic philosophies. You know, there are nice high (coughs) moments. Why don't you pick up these things? Why do you want a new creation? Look, they are terrible people. They are going to kill you if you try this. Nature even tries to convince her that I'm doing it. Ah, it may take me a million years, but you know, I, it will happen. trying this? But she laughs. She says, no, I am come here for this. She's missing for this. So death is trying to tell her, don't try a new creation. We'll manage. See, this is the fate of all these things. But I give human beings an hour to love, an hour to live. A few ideals I accept because I know they are maladies of his mind. And it's okay, I allow them some happiness, what is the problem? But Savitri has come for utter freedom and delight of God. She is not going to accept it. So, But right now what we are reading here is, what death shows her, she knows Mm -hmm. about this realm. Drifting, she saw. Now, before that, there is a line. The forced creations of an ignorant mind. Oh. See, humanity has tried to create this ideal by, the, uh, by what Shurabindo calls a sentimental idealism. And it's t- one of the typical examples is which I quote this uh, famous Hindi song. I'll, of course, translate in English. A very touching song. Ah, chal ke tujhe, main leke ek aise gagan ke tale. So the poet says, come I will take you to a griefless country where there is no tear, no grief and there is only love and the joy of love. Very beautiful. But how are you going to do it here? So the elderly people, when you sing this songs, it is so beautiful. Yeah, it is good song. Nice song. Don't start following it. Love doesn't feed on heavenly food alone. Death tells her that love needs concrete food. No, roti dal. (laughs) Your love will pass away. So death is precisely saying to Savitri that, look what I have done, what has happened to all these revolutions. Human mind has tried all these things and so it shows, drifting she saw like pictured fragments flee. Phantoms of human thought and baffled hopes. Things which mankind tried to create and it didn't work out. The shapes of nature and the arts of man, we read about these things. See, before the Second World War, she says that it destroyed many things which were of value, even in the old world. But Survinda has already said that, you know, this is how it'll be. Because what is going to come is such a something so completely new. That's why she knew that mental creations will not last. It may create a wonderful religion. That's the overmind creation. She dissolved it. She said, no, we want something which is going to be permanent. And that's only possible with the supermind. But Mr. Death doesn't know. Mr. is too much of an honour to him or it or nobody doesn't deserve that but nevertheless so what does he say the shapes of nature and the arts of man philosophies and disciplines and laws and the dead spirit of old societies when we really read about some of these old societies even about uh, you know human life being prolonged to what age when we read even in India we read about the age of Ramayana Mahabharata uh, what wonderful things were created but what was missing was this supramental power. And Sri knew that without this new power, it is not possible. You can keep it for a thousand years, then it will collapse. And the dead spirit of old societies, constructions of the titan and the worm, as if lost remnants of forgotten light. Yes, light came, dust, but not the highest light. That's what Mother says. Highest was the dazzles of the overmind. And those constructions are very beautiful, but they don't last. You see, very few people, uh, if you notice, uh, the even in our scriptures, the Puranas. So, uh, Srivabindu describes our mind as a realm, which within its realm, it's beautiful light. Darkness cannot enter. So, you have each of the gods having an abode, where darkness just cannot enter. But beyond that realm of light, there is the Darkness. And because it is there, at any point of time, it can enter and invade. We don't know when. So, our mind creation is like that. So, now when you read the Puranas, you will see that there are times when Asuras have even entered the Brahmalok. T- taken up the Vedas, swallowed it, high grief story. Drowned it under waters. She was abode. And there is a Dissolution. So, why these resolutions take place? Because they can, even overmind constructions which are so powerful, they cannot last forever. So, a new cycle has to start. So, it is only the supramental creation which will carry the stamp of permanence. Because we don't want a transient thing, okay, beautiful thousand years and then, you know, again collapses. So, whatever has to be happen, must happen, but eventually it should carry the stamp of permanence.
0: And we should know that Mother said there will be no pralaya this time. No pralaya.
1: So, this is where it's only possible because supramental is unity, oneness, infinity, eternity together. It is truth creation. Below that, even the highest overmind, though it's not falsehood, but it's still an angle of truth. So, overmind God, Shiva, wonderful, mighty, majestic, pure, Holy, virgin of desire, a flame incarnate. But still it is one aspect. Go to Narayana, he is different. Lying on the water on a celestial couch. So that integral truth is missing. So that is where supermind comes in. As if lost remnants of forgotten light, before a mind they are fled with trailing wings. So she, she, oh, she saw all these ages pass. Shrabindo writes at one place about the previous Chatur Yugas. he writes about the human forms, humanoid forms which he saw fleeting before his eyes. Even about Vanara, that it's not like a monkey the way we'd explain. Because he saw them, but he also saw the future. Coming from the future, thousand years from now, children of the future, they are entering into the present. But it's all this past. At one place, he writes something in Records of Yoga. It's amazing that the previous theater of evolution possibly was Mars. And who knows in the future it may be Venus. Hey, what a vast consciousness. We can't imagine. We are. <laughs> Ticket to Venus is via supermind. Not through. (laughs) So, all the... They have seen everything and kept all... The planning is foolproof. This we should know. Why? Because they have foreseen and seen everything. And that's why they didn't want any half-hearted attempts. That's why they spoke about the yoga being so difficult. Because they didn't want any half-hearted attempts and half-failure. That's why the mother had to dissolve the overmind creation. So... Dimmed revelations and delivering words. See, mankind. Ah, the deliverer has come. Now we'll have... Now this is going to change things. But remember, every deliverer who came spoke of a second coming. Christ spoke of second coming. Buddha spoke of second coming. Krishna spoke of Sambhavami Yuge Yuge. Second coming. Where is the second coming and why there is the need for second coming? Not because you have to repeat the same old story. Second coming always invariably means that we have been able to carry this work to a point. It's not the fullness. One will come armed with the perfect law and he will change things. So second coming is not a... You know, it's about ultimately the divine comes in all his fullness and effulgence and changes the whole law of things. I am not going to say who is the second coming. That Leave it to people. Suddenly, it will not be like if Christ comes again, he will take birth in Jerusalem and he will say, Read the Bible. Because he will say, Bible is now dated. That's what he's seeing. But I have come to upgrade. Krishna will not come and say that, you know, you must memorize all the slokas. He'll say, I have come to upgrade. Yes, this teaching is the base, but there is something else I want to give. Buddha is not going to come that, yes, follow the path of nirvana. He will say, I am love, I am hope, I am compassion. But a humanity which was indulging in desire and karma can I told them that, look, get rid of this <laughs> foolishness. But we think second coming that, you know, Buddha will come again, speak in Pali. And Krishna will admit only those who are speaking chaste Sanskrit. No, he will not do that. He's a (laughs) playful… What
0: did Nolini say? He said, the Superman is already here. Yes. It may be me, it may be you. You, yes.
1: (laughs) Thank God he said, it may be you. (laughs) Otherwise, it may be me, may change into, you know, Superman is here. (laughs) So, this is the whole story and death is trying to show the past. See, death is about past. And all human beings who try to project the future on the basis of the past are agents of death. Because you speak about constant failures. But all who are ready to take into the unborn... You know, how do you know the future? Look at the dream in your heart. Has the dream died of a perfect creation? If it has died, you have gone to the side other domain. But if the dream is alive, you belong to the future. As simple as that. So where is the past? It is lying in broken in the past time. Look, this is what happened. Where is the future? Shaping in the hearts of man. Build it. Don't let that die. But there is a way to do it. It cannot be done by the ignorant creations of the mind. You can't create ideal love and flawless happiness based on a mental construction. So that's what Will come later on, but right now she's seeing dimmed revelations and delivering words, emptied of their mission and their strength to save. All that is left after that is a book or a, you know, maybe a mosque or a church or whatever. And uh, fine, people get some solace, nothing really much happens beyond that. The messages of the evangelist God. That's a powerful line. Very powerful <laughs> line. <laughs> The messages of the evangelist gods. And you wonder when you read, you know, what happened to them? Where are they? They went the same way. If you look at the past, you will sometimes feel no hope. If you look at the future, you'll be full of hope. That's the beauty of the future. Future is not dependent on the past. In fact, every past failure is a step toward the future. Look at it like this. Every time one falls, one learns and one is ready to take a step forward. That's what it means. That's all. But death doesn't know or knowing he wants to uh, keep it. Voices of prophets, scripts of vanishing creeds. Prophets came. Universal brotherhood. (laughs) Even in his lifetime, in his family, people started fighting. Father-in-law and son-in-law. I am not naming anyone. Started fighting. Sects were created. Until date they are fighting. Now they don't even know why they are fighting. They have forgotten. And brotherhood has come limited to only those who believe in my prophet are my brothers. All others are not only not brothers. They are sworn enemies to be exterminated. So, voices of prophets. Because it's age is over. But you want to hold on to the relics of the past. Buddha during his lifetime, the mother says they had already made a religion out of it. So you already had Mahayana, Hinayana, Theravada Buddhism. So, Theravada came probably later, but uh, they had already made what Buddha taught was not all this. He taught mankind to trample over desire, to slay ego in search of the permanent. That Buddha is mighty, and what has become of him? You know, you sit with, and you know you you shortcut to mantra chanting you know if those bells are there whatever they call you run it you sit and do the, but what is Buddhism Buddha taught Buddha is different from Buddhism what did Christ do what a compassion what love forgive them and countries in the name of Christianity <laughs> I don't need to say <laughs> so this is the state so he is showing all these prophets have come and gone the country of Lao Tse, Nalida was Lao Tse, one of his previous lives. If you read about Lao it is the Upanishadic thought, pure Vedantic thought, Par Brahman. He used the word, and then if you see that yin yang, it is very clear it is about. But what happened in that country? Look at the invasion of the Red Terror. Concealing itself behind virus, sometime this, this, this is the state. So, death is saying, see, look, the country of Lhotse, look, if something still remains in India, that is because it did not end with one. Lineage continued. But still, you know, that original glory. Each in its hour eternal claimed, went by hmm. ideals, systems, sciences, poems, crafts, Just imagine ideals, you know, systems, systems of philosophies, sciences. People often think science means modern science, excuse me. I mean, even if you think about, people often speak about allopathy as the deliverer. So I tell them that, you know, uh, for million years mankind has survived. Allopathy is just 400 years old, primarily 150 years old. And mainly last 60 years, you know, with the discovery of the... Penicillin. Mankind survived. Now, with modern allopathy, it's reached a point where it doesn't have the strength to fight infection. So, but each in its own time, bloodletting in its own time, Ayurveda in its own time, you see, people fell sick and there was a system. And each system picks up a line of nature. And during a certain age, mankind, the body is suited to that. There is a collective faith in that. And it works. Homeopathy at its own time. So, this is how the, he is showing. Ideal system sciences, poems, crafts. I mean, who wrote the poems of the Upanishads? I mean, Ish Upanishad, Kena Upanishad, Katha Upanishad. What beautiful poetry. Svetashutar Upanishad. Just the poetry is amazing. Who, who were these rishis who wandered in Brad Aranyak, in the Aranyaks and you know who were carrying this flame, who believed that yes, who saw, not believed, they saw the truth, seers. So who were these seers? Where did they go? Where did they vanish? Where is that might of Arjuna who could stand alone and challenge a million armies? Where is that gone? So he is saying, see this is the fate and Savitri is just watching. She knows that the strength of Arjuna, the ideas, the thoughts. I am the one who had become all this because she is engaged in a yoga where she discovered that she has become all this. So she says, "Yes, yes, I know," but <laughs> right now he is. There's
0: an interesting passage when she's going to find her soul Hmm. and she meets these people who have found it already they join us they say mental world yes (laughs) Ah. yes
1: write your name in the book of the elite there it is yes and then she says no I have to go further is there still beyond? is there still one? even heavens of the ideal very interesting the heavens of the ideal is where you have this through the heart and through the mind you climb and you reach that point sagun nirgun so, the moment you reach there, each one gives an insignia that now you are one of the great gods, the equal among the seers. And um, Ashupati says, No, no, I am in search of something much greater. <laughs> so, this is how uh, he tries to show poems, crafts, tireless, they are perished and again recurred. So, it's a cyclic. Even if you look at the pyramids, you look at, you know, many of these constructions, Madurai temple. It's amazing how they Tanjore, I mean, how they um, Tanjore, how did they make such things, crafts. Tireless there perished and again record, sought restlessly by some creative power, but all were dreams crossing an empty vast. This is the fellow's ultimate weapon. Pessimism is the tale of the devil. He wants to fill our minds and hearts with pessimism. In fact, often he will say, see, it has never happened. So the pessimist says, yeah, you are right. The optimist says, if it has never happened, it is worth trying. Because it has never happened. What is the use of doing something which has happened? If you must try and put all your energies, it is for something which has never happened. Shri
0: Aminu says about the, the, impossible. the impossible. yes, the impossible. The, impossible. the impossible.
1: the ways are wonderful, the game divine. That is what we are meant for. Amrita Siputra, we have come down from that realm. To dare the impossible, to try that which has never happened. That is the challenge. So we should take the challenge when it comes. Not like, yeah, that's true, ultimately, you know, all these are dreams. Yes, dreams when somebody asks the mother… Mother, you have she has written that a dream, no, and then she says this dream is very difficult to realize. 1954, in a small way, in the ashram we have tried to do it, but one day the earth will be ready for this dream. Right now it's very difficult. Later on, in Ora will. Now,
0: Orville has used that as. Use that, that's one okay. That's, yeah, Orville also, yeah. mother's yeah. dream. Yes. Uh,
1: they've removed that part that, you know, in the ashram it was tried. It doesn't matter, it's, all, it's a sister organization. So again, you know, people ask the mother, Mother, you have said it is a dream? She said, Yes, it is a dream of the Supreme Lord. And then she says, The dreams of the Lord are much more powerful than the so called realities of earthly life. So what she is reminding us, Trust in the dreamer who has given us the dream. If we are born with the dream of perfection of life upon earth, we must trust you who have given me the dream, give me the means to fulfill it. A man without a dream is a dead person anyways. So this is what he is saying. (laughs) Living in the past. So he is saying past is already dead. But all were dreams crossing an empty vast. Ascetic voices called of lonely seers. In that realm she's hearing, those voices, ascetics, who have lived once, we read about them. Where are they? Diogenes, where is Diogenes, the dog, before whom Alexander comes and says, I want to be like you. Where is that Diogenes? Where are those Lomas Rishi who would carry a hut on, roam around? Where are they whose curses durvasa Whose curse carried a power that even the cosmic forces... Where is that Anusuya and Arundhati? The gods became little babes before her. Where are they? So he's saying, telling her, because he is a well-informed person. As I said, that's what he was taught in these universities. That all these are dreams. So say, he says, on mountains, summits or by river banks or from the desolate heart of forest lakes, So all these ascetic voices he is hearing... And the spaces he's seeing. Seeking heaven's rest or the spirit's worldless peace. Or in bodies motionless like statues. Fixed in tranced cessations of their sleepless thought. Sat sleeping souls. And this too was a dream. That's how she's experiencing. Souls which are there. You have this description of these souls also in love and death. When you know, Ruru goes into the realm... And sees Pramadwara is all like, you know, it's a very pathetic thing. Same with that uh, Orpheus, and uh, yeah, same thing you see here. You know, when they enter into the realm, he is paralyzed, they become like statues, motionless. They are dreaming, dreaming of hell and heaven, depending on the predilection. So, all things the past has made and slain were there. It's lost, forgotten forms that once had lived. And all the present loves as new revealed, and all the hopes the future brings had failed. That's what he's showing to Savitri. Already caught and spent in efforts vain, repeated fruitlessly age after age. Unwearied, all returned, insisting still because of joy in the anguish of pursuit. Still it persisted. Why? Because there is the joy in the pursuit. You lose something, you don't give up. This is about human life. And joy to labor and to win and lose and joy to create and keep and joy to kill. The rolling cycles passed and came again, brought the same toils and the same barren end, forms ever new and ever old, the long appalling revolutions of the world." And then we have death. We'll just quickly you know, summarize it. Death saying, See, behold, behold my symbol realms. You want to bring a revolution in the world? Look at the end. But Savitri has kept the ace up her sleeve. It's not ordinary revolution. Shiva speaks about it as a spiritual revolution. Evolution of the human race. It's no more a human kind. Death cannot imagine. So he tries to dissuade her and this continues And he says, why is it all, the labor and the din? And then he says, if mind is all, forget about. It's a long thing after. And then he says, I am the one who is the gateway to immortality. And Savitri in the end, and this where we need to, your favorite lines, which, you know, one of the favorite, page 648. Because, you know, we should complete that movement. What does Savitri reply at the end? 6.48. Yes. First these few lines, then you read that whole thing. First the few lines in the middle, the world is not cut off from truth and God. Always we must remember and repeat. This antagonism, this world that is God, this world is not cut off, the world is not cut off from truth and God. In vain thou hast dug the dark, unbridgeable gulf In vain thou hast built a blind and doorless wall. Man's soul crosses through thee to paradise. Already the torch becomes the undying ray. Already the life is the immortal's force. The house grows of the householder part and one. Householder is the soul and house is the body. How sayest thou, truth can never light the human mind and bliss can never invade the mortal's heart or God descend into the world he made? Now you can
0: see. If in the meaningless void creation rose, if... From a bodiless force, matter was born. If life could climb in the unconscious tree, its green delight break into emerald leaves, and its laughter of beauty blossoming in the flower, if sense could wake in tissue, nerve, and cell, and thought seize the gray matter of the brain, and soul peep from its secrecy through flesh. How shall the nameless night light not leap on men? And unknown powers emerge from nature's sleep. Even now, hints of a luminous truth like stars arise in the mind-mooned splendor of ignorance. Even now, the deathless lover's touch we feel. If the chamber's door is even a little ajar. What then can hinder God from stealing in? Or who forbid his kiss on the sleeping soul?
1: So this is the plan. Unknown powers emerge from nature's sleep. It is the logic of evolution. So this is not in the, you know, death doesn't, is not aware that there are things which are sleeping in the very human body. And this long journey, because body, matter has to be prepared for holding that tremendous touch, impact, that ray. But it is going to be because it is inevitable in the logic of creation. That's how Sri says, the supramental advent is inevitable. It is there in the very logic of things. What is the logic of things? Evolution. If you look at large spaces of time, you see this happening. You can't cut off suddenly uh, some uh, ideas, philosophies and say that, you know, God cannot be. God is not just in human beings. It is waking matter and from the Big Bang, if you look at it, how He is slowly, slowly emerging. And it comes to a point where human beings begin to experience the God-light. Yes, it doesn't stay. They experience God-love. So already humanity, I mean, evolution has reached us to this point. Gates are a little ajar. And God is stealing in and kissing the soul and waking us up to light and love. So when we wake up, then the bad dream is over. Otherwise, we keep dreaming. Sometimes good dreams, sometimes bad dreams.
0: (laughs) I'll read a little more. Yeah, yeah, please finish this whole passage. It's very beautiful. Already God is near. The truth is close. Because the dark atheist body knows him not, Must the sage deny the light,
1: the seer his soul? Just a moment. Uh, I mean, see, it's a very interesting, uh, you know, the way he has arranged the words. I have found this line very interesting where he says, because the dark atheist body knows him not. You see, in in Alipur Jail, he speaks about uh, misused bodies. Body itself carries a light within. Which is going to break f- free and unknown powers emerge with the body as we... Almighty powers are shut in nature cells. Mm-hmm. So the body is not to be discarded. Body is an instrument, a channel of higher forces. Because the dark atheist body knows him not. Must the sage to deny the light? Just because, you know, they declare after a great seminar that 40% Krishna existed and 60% he did not. And then published a book on that. Must the person who has felt the love of Krishna deny it? That's what he's asking us, reminding us.
0: (laughs) As we read further. I am not bound by thought or sense or shape. I live in the glory of the infinite. I am near to the nameless and unknowable. The ineffable is now my household mate. <laughs> but standing on eternity's luminous brink,
1: I have discovered that the world was he. This is the important realization. Without this, one can or one will always keep a gulf all this is he it's not just his play he has become the play then the problem is solved but his play means he is there this is the play he has become the play so who can forbid he is playing with himself you have this in tantra no chinnamasta chinnamasta is the divine mother destroying her own head and incidentally she is regarded as the goddess of creation and fertility She's shown like that. She is standing on a couple who are engaged in sexual you know process and she's slaying her own head. Just imagine Chinnamasta. The divine it's her play, not just her play. She has become the play. So she knows where and what to be done. <laughs> so.
0: But standing on eternity's luminous brink, I have discovered that the world was he. I have met spirit with spirit, self with self, but I have loved too
1: the body of my God. This creation, this wonderful material universe, and all the bodies, and all this earth, what is it? It is the body of God. Remember the Briyadaranaka Upanishad. Just read a portion which Shiruvinndo has translated this universe, this is the body of the God. If she forgot this. every body is the body of the divine. that's yesterday we were speaking about Krishna becoming all the gop gopis, the play the cow, the rope, his bodies they have all become his body. We think this body that body, God's body. Your experience we can share. <laughs> it was
0: with Nolini. I don't know if I've said it before. It doesn't be
1: like to hear because it's many so good. of
0: you have, may have heard it. But it was on my birthday in 1979 that he invited us in, and he had read my long letter about the difficulties in Oroville. And he said, it need not be like that. She is trying a thousand different ways. Then he became very quiet and he pointed to my wife and he said, your body. Then he pointed to him, to me and he said, and your body. Then he pointed to himself and he said, and my body. We think they are different bodies. They are not. They are all her body. She has put a part of herself into each of us,
1: truly. And this is exactly the experience she describes in Agenda. It is one body and all her body. Last few lines, maybe you can read. But I have loved to the body of my God. I have pursued him in his earthly form.
0: A lonely freedom cannot satisfy a heart that has grown one with every heart. Oh. I am a deputy of the aspiring world. My spirit's liberty I ask for all.
1: That's why I say, Nabhuto bhuto na, bhooto, na Never has such a powerful, uh, divine manifestation has taken place. Where it's not about few people in a sect or a few people in a cult or a religious. She's asking this liberty for all. What a power, what a might, what a tremendous boon. It's not just about myself. And all that we can say is that we can be eternally grateful. And every time we see difficulties in life, whether it be individual little difficulty, Mother says, Don't be hypnotized, remember the grace. Or if we see difficulties in collective life, like you know, Auroville or Ashram they go through, or anywhere else, we must remember that the key is with her. And when we experience difficulty in the life of humanity on earth, we know that for her, Difficulties are opportunities. Her touch can turn difficulties into opportunities. They are all parts, needed steps of the great play. So as far as we are concerned, we have to just be with her, let her hold her, us. And she will take us towards the new creation. Whenever that doesn't really matter. The whole creation is meant for that and every step has been step in that direction. (laughs) Okay.
0: Namaste. Namaste, all. Namaste. Namaste.